0: Hello and welcome to the FPL Bet podcast, recording on Tuesday the 19th of November. The international break is almost at an end, the last international break of 2019. This will mean that we're going into the very, very important, and to be perfectly honest, far more entertaining, and I say that as a Scotsman, um, Christmas run uh, with all of the Midweek fixtures. I think between now and um, between now and January, when we have the next uh, weekend break for being the FA Cup, there are nine FPL game weeks in the course of the next sort of six weeks. So strap in; it's going to be it's going to be a big one. So before we get into game week thirteen and how. Things are looking um, going into the latest game week. Just to look back, it seems a while ago now. But game week twelve, I managed to get uh, my team managed to get sixty two points. There was a forty eight point average, which meant green arrow, which is good. In um, goals, Ryan he conceded three goals, but still managed to get seven points. He had nine saves plus three bonus points. I wouldn't want any other goalkeeper this season. The guy has been a beast. Um, defence, I went for four at the back this week Trent and the three budget darlings Um, Trent conceded one, two points, he had 0.5 shots in the box, 0.5 big chances created not the best attacking output from him, but he was against City, but most importantly, fixtures Liverpool have an excellent run of fixtures coming up, so definitely want to be keeping Trent may even be considering adding in Robo to him if I can or, for example, um, adding a Manny to a Salah or bringing in a Firmino. I I only have two Liverpool players at the moment, so I am thinking along the lines of trying to maximise my exposure there. Lundström, he got two points, conceded one goal as well. He had the most big chances of any defender. Um, He had one in last week and he... Um, is sitting at two point five shots in the box per game in the I think it's the last four game weeks when I when I took those statistics. Um, he is yeah, if you have him, you cannot ever bench him anymore. I think he's just the kind of player you just need to grit your teeth and play with uh, even when it's against the the big teams because he's getting the points. Rico um, two two goals conceded. He only got one point. Disappointing, but, but for his price. 1 points, fair enough and then Janmaat, clean sheet and bonus point he got 7 points again Janmaat has been doing very well recently so I'm quite pleased to have him in my team I am looking to maybe shore up my defence by bringing in a, a second big boy uh, to support Trent but for now I'm happy with the the TAA, Lundstrom Rico Janmaat My midfield, I have Salah, Sterling, KDB, and Mount. Salah got one goal against City, one bonus point in his last four. He has an XG of 0.74 and only Pulisic um, is better in midfielders. Sterling blanked, he got two points but he did look very, very potent in the game against Liverpool. I I did think he was going to be the one that would break the, the Liverpool clean sheet but turns out it wasn't. Um he has most big chances created per game with one he's sixth for XG in the last four and he averages about three shots in the box per game in the last four i'm keeping sterling i still think he he represents value Um a lot of people are considering getting rid of him getting rid of salah bringing in manny i think just persevere salah and sterling are showing the numbers salah's performance hasn't been as nice as Manny's, that's maybe where I'm thinking it, but Sterling looked excellent against Liverpool, and I I think I'm going to watch eagerly against Chelsea and see see what he's able to do there. KDB blanked, he got two points, he had one shot in the box per game in the last four, and 0.5 big chances created, which was seventh of all midfielders. Um, I I do like KDB, but ever since I brought him into my team, I broke him for everybody else he's not really done much since, he's got one one assist since I brought him in. Maybe there's a bit of a niggle there from his his injury that he he was recovering from. Intriguing to see what what will happen after the international break, but he did play during the international break, so it's not even as if he got the rest, so uh, I'll be intrigued to see what he does against Chelsea. Mason Mount, clean sheet point, but otherwise blanked. Uh, one shot in the box, zero big chances created, zero point three big sorry, zero zero big chances, zero point three big chances created. Um, he's dropped off significantly. He's only had one assist in his last four. Pulisic has had a massive upturn in that period of time. And in those last four where Mount has only got one assist um we're looking at uh, games against Palace, Watford, Burnley and Newcastle so those are attractive looking games so he should be doing better so for me i'm currently having a look at KDB and Mount to see what improvements i can make there KDB would be the sense of would be it would be a downgrade to improve elsewhere um Not necessarily, I must get rid of KDB. That's not what I'd be saying. I'd be saying that that money could perhaps be put to better use. Mason Mount would be in a similar bracket. He is good value for, I got him very close to, I think, 6.5. So he does still represent good value. So I may hold on to him a little bit longer. But we'll come to my game week 13 plans later on in the podcast. And then up front, Vardy and Abraham. I don't have the full vag. I have just Vardy and Abraham Connolly on the bench. But Vardy and Abraham are doing excellent. I I can't see past them for my front line right now. Vardy with the goal and assist, max bonus points. He's averaging 1.5 goals per game in the last four. Um, And in FPL points, he's got the form. He has 11.5 FPL points per game in the last four. He is a strong contender for captaincy in pretty much every game that he plays. I didn't captain him last week against Arsenal. I went for Abraham instead, and it it, it cost me I think four points total, um, which is unfortunate. Abraham he had a goal and two bonus points. He was he's third for big chances in the last four. However, notably, he's behind both Wood and Barnes. They're those very 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 cheap players and. Possibly, if you couldn't afford the full vag, you could possibly consider a Vardy, Abraham, and maybe a Vab, maybe a Voo. Um, and so that's that's how my team performed in game week 12. Now, looking to... This week's fixtures. The first game is the Saturday lunchtime kick-off, West Ham against Spurs. West Ham are on woeful form. My tip is to avoid. Spurs not much better, with no wins in their last five matches. If you've persevered with Kane so far, obviously keep him. Otherwise, I'd be avoiding Spurs as well. At least until they start showing some form. However, if you're a little bit braver than I... um, Pardon the the pun, considering my FPL name is Braveheart. Um, Spurs do have promising fixtures with the exception of two games until January. They've got West Ham and Bournemouth next. Maybe worth, if if you're wanting to make a throw of the dice to try and increase your ranking pretty quickly, Spurs may be worthwhile gambling on, but until they start showing a little bit more consistency in the league for me, I'm not too keen on, on flat, pat, planting my, my flag to mast with them the next game, Bournemouth against Wolves Wolves have not lost in the last five but in that time they only had one win um, they, it's a good looking fixture for Jimenez Jimenez has been showing some excellent form so if you do have the badge or you're considering getting the badge, go for it and um, Jimenez uh, has 3 shots in the box per game 1.5 big chances per game 6.8 FPL points per game in the last 4 he represents excellent value and I had him at the start of the season I got rid of him just quite soon before his um, double assist against Man City and he hasn't looked back since I did tip him just before those um, for that performance as well but I had to get in Abraham Abraham was, was, was a Someone I needed to get. So I had to get rid of Jimenez, but if I could have kept him, I would have loved to. And he has proven proven me right with that tip. Um, He is showing some good form and hopefully that continues. uh, Because Wolves have some excellent fixtures coming up. The Jimenez stats do not bode well for Rico owners, but... Rico is probably in the majority of teams for his attacking output rather than his defensive output. So I would either consider dropping him for, if you, if you had somebody else that you could bring on off the bench, but alternatively, I see there's no real harm in keeping him in your team if you accept the fact that you're probably not going to get the clean sheet points. Arsenal versus Southampton. Southampton are the worst um, for form with Norwich and West Ham. They've had one point in six games. And Arsenal and Southampton are second and third worst for big chances in the last four. Personally, I'd be avoiding um, if you have Obamiang, I would be considering putting the captain's armband on him. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't be, you know, breaking the bank to bring him in because you can get the likes of Vardy, Abraham, Jimenez, that are Ferminio even, that are putting up excellent numbers. And also, don't have come at the premium price. Brighton versus Leicester. Leicester have four wins on the trot. They're excellent form um, in terms of last six. I think only City are better. Uh, sorry, only Chelsea are better. Um, very tempting run for West uh, for Leicester, but you know you're likely to be late to the party now because everybody will have their Leicester defender, midfielder, and attacker. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking to defend. Have a take a take a sword pick rather than a shield pick, uh, or oh, sorry, the other way around. Because Madison and Vardy, I think, are going to be in and, and Soy and Chilwell, are they're all great options at the moment, and I see no harm in biting the bullet and bringing one of them into your team if that is what you think would improve your team considerably always keep in mind compound um, differentials. That's just, you know, if you've got one player that's 50% owned but you can couple him with another player that's 30% owned and then another player which is 15% owned, not many players will have those those trios of so the all-bang at the same time. Then that's how you get your differential. You don't necessarily get it just by having somebody that... Nobody else has because it's very, very rare for you to find the the Holy Grail before everyone else. And then, as soon as you do, most people will jump on it. It's the, the compound differentials what you what you look towards, how to how to do well in FPL. Brighton are tough to beat um, at the Amex. They've had three wins in the last three. Um, but I would go on a limb and say that I expect Leicester to win in this game. Um, Vardy is the form player in FPL right now and he's definitely worth a captaincy shout with those statistics Palace against Liverpool next Palace are a tough team to break down but one thing that we've noticed in recent weeks is that they do always seem to get broken down in the end Um, so I cannot see past a Liverpool win in this game the key question, because we've all got you know, we've all got Liverpool coverage already we've all got TA, we've all got Robbo we've all got Manny if we don't have Salah or we've got Salah if we don't have Manny, or possibly some combination of the two but the key question will be will Salah be fit if he is fit and he is guaranteed fit as in cleared by Klopp and Klopp's not been cagey in the the press conference I think it is worth captaining um, Salah if fit or Manny if holding if you don't hold Vardy because Vardy's definitely going to start whereas Salah may not Manny, I think, will start, so if you have Manny, you probably don't have Salah, so you don't have the issue there. Um, Everton against Norwich next. Norwich are woeful. Avoid their players, but as I've mentioned before, they are definitely worth attacking. Possibly not in this game, though, because Everton's form equally isn't great. But if you were considering an Everton player, the only player I'd be considering right now is the likes of Richarlison. But the likes of Madison Martial are better long term options in that mm-hmm. price bracket. Madison being the premium one of those two. So I don't yeah, I if you go if you do want to attack Norwich, go for Richarlison, but I'd be I'd be slightly weary of doing so. Watford against Burnley. Watford have turned a corner. Um, they have, although they only have one win in the last six they have been picking up the points they've been more resolute in defence which has been good for us Yanmar owners um, no player however has had more big chances in the last four than Wood and Barnes with 3.5 and 1.7 respectively so I cannot see Yanmar being able to keep them quiet I think that this might be a good um, test for you Watford's defence to see if they're able to to keep Wood and Barnes at bay but I can see this being a score draw in this game Um, I can't see a jan clean sheet coming in for this one Now the big game of the weekend City against Chelsea This is likely to be an excellent high scoring match with both teams not showing a lot of security at the back this season Personally, I think there's no real point in discussing City and Chelsea options because you, you, you're likely to be maxed out on them. You know who you're going to go for. If you're going to go for the likes of Sterling, KDB, probably avoid City defenders because of the the rotation risk, um, at least until the Port gets back up front. Jesus and... Um, Aguero are both looking great for him. They've got great numbers. I just wish one of them would be confirmed to play week in, week out, because if, if they did, we'd all be jumping on them straight away, but unfortunately that's not possible. Um, Chelsea, I think we're all looking at Tomori at the back. We're looking probably at Mount Pulisic in the midfield, and then up front, there's only Abraham. So yeah, there's no real much point talking about Chelsea and City at the moment. Um, particularly for this game because nobody's going to be bringing them in specifically for this game. You have them or you're going to wait to get them. The second last game of the week is Sheffield United against Man United. Sheffield are undefeated in their last six and we're very, very unfortunate to not get three points against Spurs. They were VAR robbed in that game in my view. And um, tip for this game is just do not drop Lindstrom, Man United away typically would be a match that you'd be dropping your your bargain basement defenders, however Sheffield United do well at home and I can if I'm being perfectly honest I can see Martial and Rashford being able to keep the form up and getting some form of goal, therefore robbing Sheffield United of a clean sheet but I think that this is going to be a score draw as well Um, I can't see Sheffield keeping a clean but I can see you can keep Man United relatively low scoring. Man United have are second for big chances in the last four with 3.5 big chances. So they are showing some form and the likes of Marshall and Rashford are certainly worth keeping in mind if you haven't already. Um, now the final game, Monday Night Football at its worst, Villa against Newcastle. Um, Villa are on a run of 3 defeats in a row whereas Newcastle have only lost once in their last 6 Newcastle are 6th for big chances in the last 4 with 2.75 I can say a Newcastle win here um, but probably with both teams scoring if I had to put my flags on a mast here I'd say probably 2-1 Newcastle possibly worth considering if you've got um, if you, for example if you're one of the people that have persevered with Hayden as your midfield fodder May be worth putting them in in this game. This might be one of those games where he gets something. So that's the roundup of this week's um, fixtures. Now looking ahead to my team for game week thirteen, I'm likely I've got one free transfer and not a lot in the bank. So I'm likely going to save my transfer unless Salah is confirmed out, um, in which case I might consider a switch to Manny. Um, I'm monitoring mounts in KDB, as I mentioned earlier on, as I may need to be a bit bold to try and... in the lead-up to Christmas to try and climb those ranks. I'm currently sitting in the, the top 500k, which isn't great, but it's not it's a not, uh, impossible position to be in. I've been in worse positions at this time of the season, so let's see how we do. Um, captaincy, I'm... I'm, I'm for me, right now it's on Vardy, and I cannot really see any reason to take off Vardy. So, chances are my captain is going to be Vardy this week. So, thanks everybody for listening to this week's FPL Bit Prop Podcast. Um, as always, any questions, please fire them to me at Twitter at FPL Braveheart uh, or on the FPL Bit website. Um, And yeah, so best of luck. Hopefully you all have green arrows this week and I will speak to you all next week to dissect Game Week 13. Hopefully it's it's lucky for us. So best of luck. Thanks.